Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. Wow, I got a lot of volume. Welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show, and I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Today is Saturday, I think. I am in such a daze. The thing with my father dying has really pushed me off my rocker. Anyway, um, it's 12 noon, I believe, on a Saturday. Um, I think it's a nice day out here in beautiful central Florida. Again, I'm encouraged to be living in Florida and not in California because of, well, currently the situation between me and my brothers is not very encouraging, but I'm glad to be away from them. Um, so i going to update you. Last night was a rough night. Uh, first because of Restless Legs, second because of my father. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. To share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super duper uh, long time yeah. to boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm gonna not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. That's right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? Because. I don't want to go into a whole bunch of hideous family stuff, but just to put it quickly, my brothers made it very clear that they didn't want any part of my opinion for involving in my father's care. And when I objected to that, they implied that I was stupid and couldn't read. And I then saw a side of both of my brothers and my mom, in fact, that I had never seen before and opened my eyes and kicked me out of denial. And I recognized that I had been living in a situation that was highly abusive, uh, emotionally and mentally. And I got myself out of there. And the longer that I'm away, the more that I see how incredibly abusive the situation actually was. And now that my father has died and my brothers have made it clear that they don't even consider me to be his son. Either way, the language that they're using in sending me emails and whatnot planning the memorial and everything is I'm almost like an afterthought and so I've just made up my mind that I've lost my whole family to COVID and um, because COVID is what really showed the truth about everyone and um, most importantly the COVID vaccine so in my opinion I've lost my whole family to the COVID vaccine and I'm just going to have to grieve it all at once I think it's better anyway if I just cut it clean now, you know what I mean? And just set, cut the line now. So anyway, that's the update on that. Restless Legs was a total nightmare. I don't know whether I, I don't know whether I ate the wrong thing at night. I don't know what, but I had a big explosion with my mother on the phone, probably at around 11 o'clock PM. And then I tried to go to bed. I was really huffing and puffing and I didn't even brush my teeth or do anything. I just, I didn't, even properly do my night I don't even know if I took my magnesium or what I was so upset so restless legs obviously was related to that I did not sleep well until this morning I, I got some decent sleep in this morning and uh and so as you can imagine my mood is less than perfect but um <coughs> I came across the thing yesterday in my listening to of podcasts and trying to figure out what the hell is going on in the world. I 
came across somebody in one of the podcasts said to read Deuteronomy. I believe he said to read Deuteronomy 28. But I read 28 and it talks about all the blessings and punishments that you will have if you don't follow the previous. uh, It says if you fail to follow the previous reading. Well, not in those words. So I went back to Deuteronomy 27 and I looked at what these commandments are and you want to know what they were doing back on earth back in the holy scripture the days of the uh, first testament um Here's what they were doing. And the way I know what they were doing is because of what they were commanded not to do. Okay, so cursed be the man that maketh a graven or molten image an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and setteth it up in secret. And all of the people shall answer and say, Amen. So they were telling the people do not make graven images and put them up for you know in secret and worship okay now i don't really understand the whole okay in, in the olden days i understand the graven image thing but i don't understand if having statues or trinkets in your home uh i don't i don't really know if those count as graven images i think that it's when you worship them as a god okay so, like, if you're making an image of a god and then, like, bowing down to it and praying to it, I'm not really sure about statues of Mary and where that whole thing fits in. But in my opinion, it's not a good idea to have statues of I, – I in my home, in my world, I don't think it's a good idea to have statues of people or images of people that are quote-unquote heroes – you know what I mean? Like, I have some fun bobbleheads of, like, you know, Underdog and Batman, but those are pretend. But I wouldn't use them as, uh, like, substitute. When I pray, I pray directly to God. Okay? I don't put down an image, a statue, and pray to it. I'm not really 100% sure what the reference means, but here it is what's happening on earth back then. Okay? And then the next one. Cursed be he that dishonoreth his father and his mother, and all the people shall say amen. So that means that people were being very dishonorable to their parents. I don't, I honor my parents. I have huge fights with my mother, and it disturbs me greatly. And I don't know where that fits into honoring thy father and thy mother, because I think you can honor and love and respect a parent but I think you could still be pissed off as hell at them. And I think if they're open to having an argument or fight or if they treat you in a way that causes you to fight with them, I don't think it's wrong if you're not abusing them to have loud fights or arguments as long as you're being respectful in the process. And I have to admit that I have been disrespectful to my mother, but in the grand scheme of life, I have great honor and respect for my parents, okay? And I don't know how the day-to-day fits in on that, but I pray, that's one of the things I pray on. You know, that's one of the things I, I go to bed at night and I wonder, 
Okay, but this is what was happening on Earth. Okay, so this is this this is how well, the point I'm making is this is how long ago that this kind of thing was happening, and here we are today. Okay, uh, cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark, and all the people shall say Amen. So removeth his neighbor's landmark, meaning stealing, I guess, from your neighbor, or I don't really know what that means. To steal his neighbor's landmark, I guess, would be to like usurp property from the neighbor. I guess back then they had grazing animals and things, and they would move the marker for the land. So I guess it's committing fraud on your neighbor type thing, stealing, encroaching, coveting. It's all there. Okay, that's what was happening on earth at this time. Cursed be he that maketh blind to go astray in the way. And all the people shall say amen. Okay, so this is somebody who keeps you in the dark and causes you to do do wrongs. So somebody who's keeping you ignorant by withholding knowledge or information from you or hiding true information from you or hiding truth from you and or actually harming blind people by taking them to the wrong place. But I think it's about trickery. Okay, I think this is about trickery and deceit. Either way, this is what was happening on earth back then. Cursed be he that perverteth the justice due to the stranger, fatherless and widow, and all the people shall say amen. So this is somebody who is um, removing justice from people, taking away their due rights. Okay, so this is what was happening. This goes all the way back to before. This is B.C. Okay. This is in the, I'm reading this from the Holy Scriptures, the First Testament, all right? You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. So this is from the five books of Moses, Deuteronomy. Um, okay. Perverteth justice, okay? So that means to be, to take away justice okay cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife okay we already already know what that means cursed be he that lieth with any manner of beast okay we all know what that this is what was happening on the planet this is what human beings were doing all right and i immediately attribute it to men but here it doesn't say that women weren't doing it okay cursed be he that lieth with his sister uh, cursed be he that lieth with his mother-in-law Cursed be he that smiteth his neighbor in secret. Okay, so somebody who's killing his neighbor and sleeping with his brother's wife, brother's mother. I mean, I just, this is, these are all forms of like all kinds of debauchery, incest. Three, this Bible verse mentions three forms of incest. Three that people were committing. And then bestiality. Okay, this is what people were doing, you know, at the time when the Ten Commandments were handed down. And lastly, cursed be he that taketh a bribe to slay an innocent person. Cursed be he that confirmeth not the words of this law. Okay, so in other words, this is like almost like an addendum to the Ten Commandments, but some of the Ten Commandments are in here. I don't even know if that's like the original interpretation because I didn't I just got to the part where it, 
then after that, after reading what the people were doing and that God commanded to stop doing these things, there's then a list of if you obey these commandments, you'll be blessed with this, this, this. It's like pages and pages of it. And then at the end, it talks about what will happen if you do not obey. All right. And it is treacherous. And um, actually, I think I will just, because I'm on it and right now I'm really here, I think I'll go ahead and read a couple of them because it's pretty pertinent to current events. Okay. So first it goes on for pages about all the blessings if you follow the law. Then it says, and this is Deuteronomy 28. 28:58 If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book that thou mayest fear this glorious and awful name the Lord thy God then the Lord will maketh thy plagues wonderful and thy plagues of thy seed even Okay this is the part where it talks about all of the things that will happen that will be good All right then it, this says if thou wilt not observe okay it will make Okay, the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful and thy plagues of thy seed, even thy great, even great plagues and of long continuance. Okay, so that means you're going to be suffering with plagues. All right, continuance and sore sickness and of long continuance. Okay, so that's probably things like cancers. And I mean, if you just take, this is why I love the Bible and love God. Everything you need to know about life is right here. If you just take this thing right here, if thou will not observe to do all the words of the law and are written in this book, this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to have sickness. You're going to have bad luck. You're going to have consequences. Whereas likewise, it says if you follow these observances, that you will then pretty much these negative things are exactly the opposite of what comes before. Only they're a lot worse. They're like 10 times worse. Okay, so let's do this. I think it's very interesting. And he will bring back upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast in dread of. Okay, think about COVID. And they shall cleave unto thee. Think of that hook that's attached to the COVID virus. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee. Upon thou be destroyed, until thou be destroyed. And ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the stars of heaven for the multitude, because thou didst not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you and to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you and cause you to perish and to destroy you. And ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest in the pro to possess it. Okay? So you will be, you go into a new country, you'll be rejected from it. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all the peoples from the one end of the earth. And there, the, and there thou shalt serve other gods which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, even wood and stone. And among these nations shalt thou have no repose, and there shall be no rest for the sole of thy foot. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart. Oh my God, you are going to be so uncomfortable. I mean, I almost feel like, that's only one more little bit, okay? 
uh, failing in the, of eyes and languishing of soul, and thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear night and day, and shalt have no assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, Would it were even, and at the even thou shalt say, Would it were morning, for the fear of thy heart, which thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. And the Lord shall bring thee back into Egypt in ships by the way thereof. And I said unto thee, Thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall see yourselves unto your enemies for bondmen and for bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. You see, it basically tells you in a very long, you have to kind of dissect that. That's why it's divided into like 28, 29. All right. It's basically telling you that you are going to return to bondage. You're going to be enslaved. You're going to go back to having no repose, no choice, no freedom. And you're going to have nowhere to go. And you're going to be in pain and uncomfortable. And you're going to wish every day that you're awake that it was night. And every night when you go to bed, you're going to pray that you wake up. Because you're going to be so afraid of dreaming and so afraid of being awake. And I almost think that, like, I mean, if I was really going to be a serious person about the Bible, I would say right now, I mean, it goes on. It talks about itching skin and it talks about like blisters. And um, I would have to say that maybe some of the things I'm suffering from right now are based in the fact that I have been, you know, I, I have been imperfect in the past. And maybe I'm getting a little bit of what I, maybe this is helping me come to God. You know what I mean? But anyways, I wanted to read that because I found it very interesting. I'm Dave Fremland and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. I mean, you can immediately attach. This is thousands of years ago, by the way. This is like thousands of years ago. And... This is what was this is what people were doing. And do you see a lot of difference between then and now? I mean, basically you turn away from God, you turn towards God and you get all of the riches and and rewards of having God engulf you and be a part of you. And all you have to do to do that is just listen to God. All right? And I will tell you the truth that every time that I've shut off my anger management problems and shut off my mind and gotten off of chemicals and paid attention to like the thing right in front of me, God has given me very nice rewards and I've been very like aware that they come from God. And on the other hand, when I start getting into anger management problems, this frustration with my family, you know, I feel very much a block between me and God and I feel very much like it's coming from my own self. You know what I mean? I feel like a, this like you know, like I beg, beg God, please help me get through this. And at the same time, I feel like I'm just so much anger inside of me that how could God possibly want to be a part of that? And then I find myself itching and being uncomfortable and having restless legs and not wanting to go to bed and not wanting to be awake and having very negative thinking. And I think the answer, I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? It's just basically, okay, there's nothing I can do. In the situation that I'm in, all right, here's what happened. Florida 
And this can go even beyond any problems I have with my family. Florida is an open state. People from, people from California, people from all over the country are moving to Florida. Okay, it's very obvious. So there are obvious, very tangible and fungible and very, you know, material reasons why I would move from California to Florida. Then on top of that, there's another layer. There's many, many idealistic reasons. Okay, I'm very politically on the side of the way that the policies that are happening in Florida and very against the totalitarian policies and total control, lockdown, top-down policies of California. You know, I'm very, uh, I'm very pro the way that they handle things in Florida. So there's that layer. Okay, there's sort of like emotionally and, you know, aligned politically. And then there's on the more like very spiritual and sort of like another layer, uh, like really deeply, like how are, you know, metaphysical even, is I have this issue with my family where I was in a very abusive, and I'm not going to go into the details of the abuse. I've detailed it many times. But I was in a very abusive family situation and I couldn't make it better. I still can't make it better. In fact, right now it's still getting worse. But it's not getting worse from anything I'm doing. It's getting worse because dad died. But I was made very aware of the type of people that I was living around and that I was letting have like emotional dominance over me. And I, I, I was recognizing that it was, it was benefiting them and not me. And I was getting hurt and depleted from it. And it beca I became, I, I don't know why, but through a series of circumstances, my eyes became opened. And once I saw the truth, I could no longer continue. Look, I don't even want to make this about them. It's not about them. I can't do anything about them. Okay, people are people. So like, don't get me wrong. My family can be however they are. All right, they have the right to be whatever kind of assholes they are. It's perfectly fine. But I have the right, I have the right to do whatever I can do to protect myself and make myself successful and healthy. And I was very desperate, you know, I was begging God, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And all of the signs said to me, you need to cut a line and you need to go away and get some distance and time and you need to cut yourself free of the people that are holding you back. And you need to recognize all of the ways because it's not just holding me back in one way. It's subtle ways, it's obvious ways, it's manipulative ways, it's covert ways, it's, it's overt ways. It's like, and now that I see it, it's like a, I call it a web of abuse because it's not just one form of abuse, okay? It's an entire lifestyle of abuse. And now that I see it, it looks more like a web with all kinds of little connections and nodes more than it looks like a linear thing that I can just say, this is how you abused me. It's more like, you know, in so many, like emotionally, like, you know, controlling, like financially, like, and then there was this, like always this insinuation that I was like not able to take care of myself because I sacrificed, I was taking care of myself. I sacrificed that in order to do something for somebody else and, and that they were gonna supplement me in order for me to be free to help them and then every time they supplemented me it's well you know you can't take care of yourself without me 
And so it became a hook. And you know, that was one, that's like, that's one form. And then there were like every, you know, like I couldn't even go in. I don't even want to. Like, you guys are not my analyst. But anyways, you know, I asked God, what do I do? And I got, because I was receptive, very clear messaging that, you know, don't make it about them. Make it about me. What am I doing that's right for me? Okay. And just make it about me. And really, I can't blame them for being how they are just because they don't seek help. But I have the right to not succumb to addiction and depression and anxiety and, and phys- mental and emotional abuse. I have the right. And so, and I do better when I get on my own and I make my own decisions and my decisions are based on what's good for me. And I don't like reject or not consider other people in my decisions, but the decision cannot be what's best for mom. It has to be what's best for me and then take mom into consideration. What's best for me that will not hurt mom or may also benefit mom. But what's best for mom at my expense? Then what happens when mom is gone? The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to the Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you. Have a nice day. You know, I did what was good for my dad at my expense. My dad's gone now and I'm hurting. And my brother's completely, I don't want to go there. It's not about them. So in order to end this on a positive note, I wanted to point out that in the Bible, Everything that is needed to know about life is right there. You could take, that was referring to Jews leaving Egypt, but you could say, you could take the same story as repeated now. And this was 5,000 years ago, 6,000, maybe even longer. So that's interesting. I wanted to point that out. And then I wanted to point out how like just by listening to God, you know, when I don't listen to God, last night I had a fury, an anger management and I prayed and prayed. I could not help it. It took me over. And I could tell you that is not from God. And although I have the right to have an angry outburst, um, it disturbed me. It caused me penalties. And it's right here in the Bible. It's right here. It says, if you turn away from the way of the Lord, that you will have the penalty of suffering sleepless nights. <laughs> I mean, it's basically there. It's basically if you have an angry outburst, and disrespect your parent, you're going to have a sleepless night. It's pretty much, I mean, it's basically there in no uncertain terms. If you disrespect your parent, you're going to not sleep. You're going to beg to wake up. You're going to roll in the bed and wait till the morning comes. And then in the morning, you're going to be uncomfortable all day. Why? Because you disrespected mom. Where does it say not to do that? Right there, the word of God. And so, and when when I listen to God, when I listened to God, I look, I found beautiful property in Florida. I got to see Donald Trump last week. You know, when I don't allow my family and my own interference to um, disturb my decision making and I allow God to like be the source of the decision, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's right here. It's right here. Deuteronomy 28. 
Deuteronomy 28, right? And you can read Deuteronomy 27 also because it kind of, it kind of precursors it. It kind of gives you like where they're coming from. It talks about all the, all the blessings. Because the blessings are, you're going to be free, you're going to be happy, you're going to sleep well, you're going to prosper, you'll have children, you'll have family, you'll have people love you. And then the opposite is you're going to be hated, you're going to be uncomfortable, you're going to have itchy skin, and nobody's going to like you. So, as though it's not easy because we have to overcome all of the ways that we were taught and all of the ways that we've observed life and all of the ways that um, all of the ways that um, we have to be aware of all of the things that have influenced us and caused our decision making to be what it is or what it has been. We have to take all that into account. We have to say, okay, I, I am a victim of, you know, the many things that I have let affect me. But now I'm taking back my power and my power comes from God. doesn't come from being a victim. But it's kind of like the steps of the 12 steps. You have to admit powerlessness in order to get your power. And so you have to first say, well, I allowed myself to be a victim of all of these manipulations and, and attacks and whatnot. I allowed it to affect my decision making. And now I see how that caused me pain. And now I would like to resource my decision-making process to God. And so when I need to make a decision, I don't go to the source that caused me pain. I go to the source that causes me success. And it's not always easy because, like I said, we have to overcome the habit of going back to the... We, could, we become addicted to the same... Because the, the brain wants to just make it easy for itself. So it turns off all the circuits it doesn't need. It likes to conserve energy. And so it turns off all the circuits it doesn't need. So when it can pop into a habitual behavior, it will. And so if you habitually revert to a certain behavior, all right, I revert to a certain anger management behavior that I don't really like. Um, the more that you do that, the brain becomes, okay, that's what it just will automatically, that's the circuit. And so you have to re- attach a new behavior to that it's not easy especially if you having if you were in denial about the behavior for a really long time and you didn't even know that it was like a thing and it's just you're 70 years old now and you're like oh my god i've done this for 69 years you're gonna have you're gonna need and require you know some additional support to change that behavior there's just no way you can do it alone after all that time. It has to first be recognized. You probably after 70 years of doing a behavior won't even recognize it. You know what I mean? Like I have certain behaviors and I was like, oh, wow, I never noticed I was doing that. You know what I mean? A lot of it are related to, you know, the problems that I've been previously working on that I'm now seeing, oh, boy, that's like a wire that goes to that circuit, you know. And so, and you know, here's the bottom line. The more that you stay away from the disturbing behavior, the better it will get. All right, I'm going to end here, and thank you for listening. Have a good day. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by 
Dave Fremland and is a Dave Fremland production. Thank you for listening.